0: This is How Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, Hey, come on, you never watched Training Day? Or
1: You never saw Bound?
0: Or How have you not seen Brokeback Mountain? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Have You Not Seen. This is a film podcast where every week one of us brings one of our favorite films the other has not seen. We talk about it. And then we go and watch the movie. And then we talk about it some more. It's going to be, i you know, I'm not going to go so far as to say it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a very, important.
1: very moving,
2: repressed, very, yeah. important,
0: tragic sort of time. Uh, well, happy Pride Month, y'all. Our Pride Month series continues. Uh, and... Uh, let's just get into it, Caroline. How have you not seen Brokeback Mountain? Come on. That's the real uh, look at the look at the sweatshirt you're wearing.
1: I know, I know. So, so uh, American uh, West. Yeah. So
0: American West would make it
1: gay. It's, it's no, perfect. I know. Literally, the conversation we were having before um before we started this is Corey's like, what does the rest of your day look like? And I'm like, Oh, I have to go to my parents' house so I can fix my Jeep before I go camping this summer. <laughs> like, I should, I should have seen Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Um, um no, but I mean obviously i i remember when this movie came out like i really do like it's mm-hmm. very much burned into my brain because like i mean it was just so revered and controversial and like but i i was far too young obviously like it's rated r you know serious yeah. adult drama yeah and i You know, I was in, I think, the sixth grade when this came out. And I just remember, like, I remember being at, like, uh, the lunchroom table. And I remember a friend of mine um, whose older sister uh, was, like, was, like, you know, late in high school, like, 17 or 18. And she went to see this movie. And I just remember this kid being, like have you heard of the movie Brokeback Mountain? It's about gay cowboys. And I was like, what? I was like, what is that? Um, Because, you know, I was, I mean, how old are you in the sixth grade? 11, 12? Yeah. Something like that. So like, I just remember like it being such like the talk of the, the talk of like the, the school of just like, did you, have you heard about this movie that like none of us have seen and none of us will see, but like it's in the news. Um, and I guess, I don't know. It's, I'm honestly stunned that I haven't seen this movie because, um, I mean, it just feels like, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess just cause it doesn't focus on like the, the fem the feminine queer experience, because like yeah. last year I brought us, but I'm a cheerleader this year I brought us bound. Um, and I guess it's just because like, you know, it, it I guess I've just kind of sought out uh slightly different queer media but I I am very ashamed that um I've not seen this film and I mean we're doing uh we're doing a a very short pride series so like obviously like we had to find some some LGBT movies that I had not seen but it's hard to be like capital T capital G the gay on the podcast and if not um...
0: Seen broke, broke back.
1: back
0: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I said it last night. I did not intend for this to happen, but I do think this film is kind of a perfect, uh, a perfect compliment to bound. It's a yeah, good flip and, side.
1: And it's and it's very, yeah, it's very uh funny because like I was thinking about that too, of just like, you know, we kind of picked broke back because it was just kind of like it was the obvious choice. Like I hadn't seen oh, yeah. it. It's like one of the biggest, like crossover, like, you know, like mainstream. Oh. And, and I'll I'll put
0: forth. I fucking love this movie
1: yeah like yeah.
0: I, I love this thing I talk about I, all the time I'm like hey have you seen Brokeback Mountain And people are like the gay cowboy movie and I'm like shut your fucking mouth that movie is so good
1: yeah and I mean um you know and and it just kind of was like the obvious answer yeah. for like we had to find a scene. but like yeah it's just like like in terms of genre in terms of tone and in terms of just like you know uh one is the one is the urban neo-noir about Mm -hmm. two women and this is a this is a rural pastoral very contemplative Mm -hmm. film about two men so Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah it's perfect and very
1: much about like i mean i I think we're kind of moving into the next segment just go go for it what do you know go for it yeah i mean so, like I was going to say, it's very much about like this, you know, counterpointed with Bound is very much about like how queerness kind of breaks the gender roles these people are like forced into. And so, um, like, I know that it's obviously a movie about two men who fall in love and they are, I, I would assume they're cattle ranchers because they're cowboys. But, um, but I know that it is, I mean, obviously it's Jake Gyllenhaal, he's Ledger. Mm-hmm. Um Anne Hathaway is one of plays one of their wives
0: correct yeah
1: and they're both married right like they both have wives I know that I know the second second um like uh lady lead but I I can't think of it off the top of my head
0: I will say as soon as you see her, you're gonna like smack yourself and on top of that there's like four other people in this movie that you're gonna be like oh they're in this like oh very cool it's, cool. it's a very good cast yeah
1: very cool um I know it's only
2: mm-hmm.
0: um
1: I know that um I just can't quit you that's from this right did I make that up
2: yes
0: yeah okay yes. okay okay yes.
1: um what else I mean I know it's, I, well
0: I mean it's I wish I knew how to quit you just I to, wish I know. knew how to quit you I wish I knew yeah. how
1: to quit you um, God, what a fucking line. Um, I haven't uh, even seen it, and I just know that that's a, <laughs> such a fucking line. Um, what else? I think, too, that, I mean, I know that this movie is very, very sad. Um, I don't know if it's just because of the situation that they find themselves in and it's like you know a story about like you know two people who are just repressed and can't be themselves Mm -hmm. and it's very moody and tony or whether or not one or both of them die at the end i kind of assume it being a film about gay men in 2006 i'm assuming at least one of them dies in the end um but that's just me that is not what i know that's what i'm guessing Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean I think that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I mean, just based on reputation, I mean, I don't really know. It doesn't seem like a film. Seems like a film that's very like character focused and very like feelings and emotion based, not like, oh, and then when like and then Heath Ledger has like a cool scene where he pulls out a gun and like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's no like there's no like big heavy plot points that are like oh well and then i know like this happens because i i feel like yeah. it's more of like an interpersonal drama than like a and then the third act uh get, kicks off with a bang when xyz yeah.
0: when one of them cries it's yeah no it's right. uh yeah like a lot of only movies it's just very interpersonal and very emotional and very much character study um right. i do okay well look Caroline, you kind of ruined the bit because when we came back, I was going to come back with this, but now it must needs be commented upon. I just, I just want to play you something. Are you ready?
1: Yes. This is what happens okay. when you get a text message, right?
0: Yep. Was that heard? Do I get to do it again? A little closer. It's,
3: it's, mm. I wish I knew how to quit you.
0: For those of you who can't hear my, my text tone is Jake Gyllenhaal saying, I wish I knew how to quit you.
3: Yes, it <laughs>
0: has been at this point for like almost two years. I should probably what a bit. change it. What
1: a bit! It's the here's the, the ultimate, thing: the I've, ultimate auditory bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Corey, I don't think I've ever told you this, but Caroline, I've definitely told you this: that like during quarantine, I was just like looking at the Apple Text Tone store. And they had one that was like lines for movies. And it was all the stuff you'd think. It was like R2-D2 beeping. It was like Lupita Hasta father. La Vista, baby. Yeah, it was Hasta La Vista, baby. It was, like all, it was like classic movie lines, but like fun blockbuster, like a lot of action movie lines. And then just sandwiched in there is I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> a very serious and contemplative tragic line from a like, a very serious love story yeah and so i was like that's one i love that movie and i want that to be my line and also that is hilarious that that's even on there uh so that being said caroline let's get into the game let's do it and look here's the thing i hate to do this so close to each other but like it's it's too perfect we we gotta do a little mini recast it we gotta we, we we need some alternate boys in here
3: that's exactly what I was hoping you were
0: going to bring. I know. I'm like, I, I was like, God, fuck, I just did it. But like, I can't not do it. It's too good. Like because yeah. it's such a character piece and because these two guys are so specific, like getting the alternates would be interesting. So Caroline's going to give us um, three alternate actor pairings for the two leads. The actual movie, of course, is Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal.
2: Okay. Oh, goodness.
1: All right.
2: I am just. Dis-
1: I'm scrolling very quickly through some, uh, just, you know, just to jog my brain, mm-hmm. like 2000s, where were we at? Um, yeah. Because I feel Frosted, like... Okay. Frosted tips, and sync, bucket I mean, hats. Because both of these guys are great actors. Oh, They're yeah. both very versatile. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But also, like, I feel like they both just... I mean, because they're so versatile, but like this film, like the tone I get from this film is just overwhelmingly sad. Mm -hmm. Um, That is just, I just feel like any, from what I know, I just kind of feel like any one who's a good actor and is pretty can do it. So let me think here.
3: Vin Diesel and the rock. Vin Diesel and the rock. (laughs) damn but which is which the true question oh
2: all
1: right um okay so it's 2006 we've all got we've all got 2000s fever right yeah cool Mm -hmm. um so i'm going to say
0: we survived
2: y2k
1: we sure did we sure did um
2: ringtone rap high on the
3: charts
1: all right um okay so i'm just gonna start naming people let's just go okay all First, right let's, let's
3: do it point of clarification do you want her to cast in the Gillette hall role this person in the ledger role this person or just parents i'm gonna in do the, i'm gonna the, assign it's, it's gotta be, be assigned, assigned because, because okay. yeah
0: it's gotta be assigned because Perfect. the two characters are very specific
1: oh okay so here's my first one because remember okay. it's 2006, which means we're casting this in 2005, right?
2: Sure, sure. So
1: in the um, in the Heath Ledger role, we're getting Joaquin Phoenix.
2: Okay. Another and, a fellow Joker.
1: And in you know, <laughs> you're right, I'm just thinking of of oh. men who were young at the time who could play very troubled. The next uh, one, Jared Leto. But yeah, um, yeah, Jared Leto. Um uh, and then uh curveball, Jack Nicholson. No, um yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Cesar Romero. Cesar uh, sorry,
0: Romero. keep going, um, keep going.
1: Joaquin Phoenix. And you know, uh I I feel bad for the guy. His career never really took hold and took off and it's maybe just because he's not all that actually interesting, but in the pretty boy, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal role, again, remembering it's 2006, we've all got Orlando bloom fever, baby. Ooh. We've all got that Will Turner fever. Ooh. The rose is blooming. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Orlando bloom. Okay. In that first one. Um, for my next for my next trick, I am going to say,
2: "Ooh, okay." Um, and see, that's the thing is, because like this time,
1: like Heath Ledger, like is so pretty, mm-hmm. and like that's what he was known for up until really like this and the dark, like the last like three yeah. years of his life, like yeah, and like
0: ten things I hate about you. Come on.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's and it's you know i mean it's been talked to death for the last you know 15 years like god what a fucking tragedy like gone like far too soon like had way too much but like this was the era when he was just starting to get like he was just starting to have enough of a movie star enough of like an actor's kind of like vibe in the public Mm -hmm. consciousness that like they were just starting to get to play with what it meant to cast Heath Ledger, you know what I mean? Because from like, you know, from like 98 until like, I mean, and maybe even earlier than that, but from like 98, 99, when he's just like pretty charming, handsome boy through until about this era, you know, he was pretty charming, handsome boy. And it was just like with the Joker and with this film, like when they were starting to be able to cast him sort of against type, so, like, I'm having a hard time with him because it's like because they're both very pretty, but the vibe yeah. I get is that he is like the stoic, troubled one, and Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. is probably a little bit more pretty sweet boy, you know, um mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to kind of know what exactly they're using Jill Gyllenha- uh ledger for so I'm gonna go ahead and say for my next trick in the. In the Ledger role, and again, not to do like a weird oh, and it's funny because uh, Heath Ledger was the Joker, but I'm going to mm-hmm. do Christian Bale. Ah, okay. Uh, um, in the Ledger role, or yeah, in okay. the Ledger role, and then let me think, and then in the
2: oh, to play opposite Christian Bale, I am going to sub in. Liam Neeson. (laughs) No.
3: Michael Caine. Oh,
2: God. God, no. God, no. Um, Gotta let her think. Sorry. (laughs) The Batman jokes. They're too
3: easy.
1: Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is this? I knew I was going to. I knew I was going to. No, no. He's he's he needs to be in the ledger role in the next round. Okay. there's somebody that I'm just like, obviously, like you need to cast. Yeah this 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 is this podcast obviously you need to cast this upcoming man but um Mm -hmm. i don't know i might have backed myself into a corner a little bit because uh i just can't imagine um christian bale ever having like romantic chemistry with 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 anyone (laughs) went i went dark and stoic um so i'm gonna say i'm gonna go ahead and put in the Hall role I'm debating between two I'm gonna go ahead and put in the Hall role opposite Christian Bale I'm gonna put in Eric Bana oh because what <laughs> yeah I just think that he's pretty enough that uh, even Christian Bale couldn't help but fall in love with him
0: that's that's a very good choice also quick quick sidebar uh i have discovered because my iphone at this point just knows me there are certain actors names when i type them it auto corrects to all capital letters eric banna <laughs> welcome to the
1: because he's easy he <laughs> is, eric banna name. is hall of famer um, Yeah. is hall of famer like he's in this you have to text your friend yeah, like Absolutely. like when he shows up when like when he shows up in the first Star Trek, like the first J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. Star Trek, you're just like, oh shit, it's Eric, Eric Bana. Like, yeah. like he's 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 good. Um, and Beautiful then for my last Aussie one, man. there's two guys I would want to pick, but they don't really work together. But they're both two two favorite boys of the
2: podcast. Mm. but they both probably need to be in the, in the ledger role. So I'm going to, ugh.
3: we can give you an honorable mention for the ledger role. I yeah. will,
1: I will, I will take my honorable mention and I'm just going to see, I just picked my Hall in my head. So I'm going to see who he would look best kissing. Mm. Um. And that is going to end up being remembering that it's 2006 remembering that it's this time so he is younger than we think i am of him 10 now. years old um but
2: 2006 good year it was i remember 2006 very fondly for some reason and i don't know why Oh, I remember why. It's because it's before I went into middle school and things started getting
3: bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about the
1: time uh, things are going downhill, huh? Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> First high school musical came out. I was on top of the worlds.
1: Damn.
0: It's true. It's okay. Good Dude, Disney Channel year. Fill the future. Fuck. Mm.
1: Okay. um, So I am going to do in the, in the ledger role, I am going to put in. I'm going to put in Jude Law.
2: Oh. okay.
1: okay. And she's going to be playing opposite against a 2006 and we're thinking more the boy from Oz, we're thinking more Gaston, we're thinking more a little, uh, a little more like charming, charming, bright-eyed, not uh, adamantium Claude. Yeah. Hugh Jackman.
0: Look, Caroline. Oh i the hot ass couple was so convinced in my mind that when you said christian bale you were gonna just be like fuck it it's the prestige hugh jackman put him in there <laughs> i was no, no, like no, no. so
1: yeah the alternate universe when it's christian bale and hugh jackman in the prestige and it's uh keith ledger and jake gyllenhaal in or sorry hugh jackman and uh and christian bale in brocock mountain and then Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal in *The Prestige*. See, that one doesn't work. I don't think. That don't one not think That not I don't think you oh. can switch those couples. I don't think. Which is which is because that's the thing. Because like I mean, with all with all good male rivalry films, mm-hmm. there is always that like there is always that tension of just like.
0: But they kind of want to kiss, right? Yeah, like, they kind of want to kiss.
1: Right? <laughs> like, um, but it's just—it's just when Christopher Nolan is making that film. Yeah, <laughs> it's just—it's just such a, such a steely cold, removed sexual tension that like, it doesn't translate. It's, the the prestige is not is is much
0: less gay than most male rivalry films not because it's like explicitly not queer it's it's not straight really either it's just not
1: there's no sexual sexual feeling
0: to it it is there is there's a sexual
1: i mean there's there's the christopher nolan sexuality there which is just like yes pent up frustration and and mixed up with sadness um the christopher nolan sexuality
0: is i would like you i would like to take a picture of you and put you in a menswear magazine and then flip to a random page and see you naked in the menswear magazine and go oh and then just keep going and looking at more suits like that that's the long and short of it wait who's your honorable mention for the the ledger so
1: i was trying to i was trying to uh fit in ethan hawk oh Uh, and i just couldn't come up with a I couldn't come up with a good counterpoint for him because Ethan Hawke is a very sad, troubled, very pretty boy.
2: Mm.
0: Yes, so it's, it's, hard
1: to, it's hard to slot Favorite him into of one podcast, or the other. Yes. So.
0: Joel, Joel, we do need to watch the movie, but I do want to ask real quickly that I just found out. Do y'all know that um, like five, six years ago, they did True West with Dano and Ethan Hawke? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would um, kill someone to watch that.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like your wet dream. That is, yes, correct. <laughs> I hate that I just <laughs> use that I term, was like, but like I it mean, is but it's accurate. Like, it's like whoa, they yeah, like, I, like. I have to say I I don't I don't I don't normally uh speak that way. However, um, I just Carson said I would kill for that, and that's just the sentence that came out of my face because it's mean, 100% look,
0: true. Y'all know how like wild I go for Sam Shepard. Um, okay. Well, with that being said let's go watch Brokeback Mountain. I fucking love this movie. I'm so excited to talk about these pairs when we come back. Hell Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Jack fucking twist
1: Jack <laughs> fucking twist
0: jack <laughs> fucking twist,
1: oh man oh.
0: <laughs> we okay, so we 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 gotta do the fucking game, um, so, yeah, so here's the thing <laughs> because again, uh take a drink, we record- actually no, this is we're recording it in order, it's just be watching the movies slightly out of order, but uh, we did the That's same a- game next week. And I know what I chose. <laughs>
2: and uh, oh my
0: God, I was so wrong. But that's like, for next week. That's, for next, that's, that's for next week. Don't but what I'm But what I'm saying about that is that like the schadenfreude I enjoyed upon hearing your answers for these and the way you got some of them slightly incorrect was so overshadowed, uh, like overshadowed. So now I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like, no, Caroline did so good.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So here are your choices, your your Heath Ledger Gyllenhaal hall inserts. N- number one is Joaquin Phoenix and Orlando Bloom. And okay, Joaquin's when, good. Joaquin's, Joaquin's a Joaquin's good
1: choice. Joaquin, Joaquin is like straight up good choice. like probably could have slash should have been on the short list. Uh, again, like
0: you know, as I said, it is a joker to joker. <laughs> but
1: you know, honestly, that's why it works. Probably uh, Orlando yeah, I Boom. Had, I, I gotta say, I had no idea how much of a performance Heath Ledger was going to well, be giving. Yeah, it like, is and, like how much of like a how much of like a like affected character accent, yes. scrunchy face. Like he
0: uh, ages twenty years over the course of the movie. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. I mean, look, the the Ledger performance is fucking titanic it's so good and like the fact it is weird that it's like like this thing probably would have been the thing that he was known for if not for the fact that he played the joker which is yeah you know 100 uh,
1: yeah 100%.
0: um or, orlando bloom is a uh he is pretty
1: no there he is, doesn't have the energy I but didn't, he does not have think, the energy okay so i gotta say um i was watching this film with mm. my partner and yes. um at at whatever point, like when it's really early on, and Jake Gyllenhaal's being just like such a little like over the top brat, I just go, <laughs> oh, so Jake Gyllenhaal's the bottom, yes, and yes, and then, <laughs> and then the movie said, yep, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, no, I was thinking that Gyllenhaal was going to be more of the like, like Donny Darko, like mm. like pretty pretty boy troubled Jake Gyllenhaal not the velvet buzzsaw yeah. like kind of like caged animal like chewing off his own arm Hall, which are both two really great <laughs> brands of Hall. but um I, I had to I, Orlando this... can't do Orlando could do the 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 sad troubled pretty boy but Orlando does not do the yeehaw yeah and he doesn't I don't think he has the
0: pathos but like no whatever no, he doesn't. um not at all but like so <laughs> Slight side, I was looking at, you know, stuff about this movie, and I saw that, like, somebody asked Hall after Velvet Buzzsaw, because look, I, you know, I'm not accusing anyone of anything, but Hall has played a lot of gay characters, he gives off big bisexual energy, and somebody asked him, are you bisexual, and he says, his response was like, no, I've never really considered myself that, but if it happened, I don't think I'd be scared. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a really good answer
0: which is a very good answer I don't um, think I'd be scared I don't think I'd be scared is <laughs> really good um, okay so the next one is Christian Bale and Eric Bana and that choice, those choices no see the it's the movie... same thing with Eric
1: Bana it's like, yeah, it's like not not sad quite... disillusioned yeah I, I really didn't I really didn't peg Hall to be the like just knowing what I knew about this movie and knowing kind of how like somber and like, you know, and like introspective the film was, I wasn't expecting there to be like, like Supermanic, like silly yeah. boy performance, Jill and Hall. I was really anticipating more of like sad, troubled, like, you know, like all the way through. Smile on the face, but dead behind the eyes kind of a performance. Yeah, Bale's
0: so. not bad uh it's not
1: bad he, but probably a little too dark he would have gone with he'd, it I he'd overplay like.
0: it like by 10 yeah. um third one was jude law and hugh jackman
3: uh i think you that, split those
0: and it works i do think that that is the musical theater version of brokeback mountain
3: like if you set it all the music <laughs> it, it does work um which there is a big opera that came out of I saw in 2014. The,
0: yes, I, it's on Amazon. I kind of yeah. really want to watch it. That sounds weird. Uh, right. um, yeah, I don't know. Hugh Jackman's too much of a showman. I don't think- No, he 100%. Do, he is literally the greatest showman. Um, but I don't think he could, you Good know, job. Good job. clock it together as much. You did do honorable mention Ethan Hawke. And I think that he is the best uh, Hall replacement choice yeah, of, all, of any of those, I think. Yeah, he could, no, a hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. He is, and no, yeah, uh, if he could have brought that like late '90s, early 2000s Ethan Hamlet. hawk just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just yeah, that that like that like that just like percolating mania that he always yeah. has, that just like under the surface, that like bubbling mania that that he frequently yeah. has. Um, but again, I wasn't expecting that from. Yeah. I was just like oh Ethan Hawke really good like realistic like very uh you know very like troubled actor like would probably be able to be slot into either of these roles but I really would have pegged him more for a a ledger yeah before I had watched the film and I think he is probably the best Hall replacement but you know who's the best choices for these
0: fucking roles heath ledger and shake chillin because they kill it
1: Ledger and because uh, they kill it because this movie is uh, fucking just fucking wonderful and just devastating and uh this movie is great this movie yeah. is great and um i don't really know where i want to jump in But I, let me start, I live. okay, Okay. let me start with a a bit of a story, a bit of a story time. Love that, love that. So a few weeks ago, I was at a friend's house and um, it was for like a little, like a little mixer. And it was like, you know how, when you have like those friends, uh, when you have a friend who's like in a couple, there's kind of like the two sides of the family, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like there's partner A and partner B and like, you are partner A's friend. But like partner B is there and then like all of their friends are also there. Yeah. And so it's kind of like not like Montagues and Capulets because you're not like, you know, because it isn't like there's no like animosity. But it is that thing of like, oh, there's like very clearly like two groups at this party. You're standing on
0: opposite sides of the dance floor.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And so there was a person there that was like my my friend's partner. Who is my friend? But, you know, my friend's partner's friend who I had never met um did not know that I did a movie podcast you know all that stuff we're sitting we're all just kind of sitting around shooting this shit talking about movies and this person goes on this tangent about Brokeback Mountain mm. and they were like it's not a bad movie oh but it's they, but they were like they're like it's a good movie blah 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 but they're like but they're like it's like the hashtag problematic kill your queers trope and um and like i hadn't seen the movie yet so i was like oh no yeah. i don't know like like is this is this movie going to have aged horribly like blah blah, blah. and um uh that person was wrong yeah, the, yeah. i was thinking about incorrect. this last night too yeah and the thing is is this is i mean yes this is a film in which a queer person dies but it is not a kill your queers movie it yeah. is a uh, very beautiful uh portrait of a of two people and the thing is the thing is that sets this movie apart that just like because I, I was kind of, I had a thought in the back of my, of uh, the back of my head when I was going in. I was just like, okay, like I remember talking to this person at this party about blah 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 blah. And it was before we had recorded the first part, but I was like, you know what? Like, I don't fucking know that person. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they're. I'm not going to bring yeah. that shit into it. Sure. Into the first part, but I was like, the thing that like just stuck out to me is like, no, this isn't that. This is a movie that is so like stunning to me in that this is a movie that came out in 2006 about how like oh no we've all known about this shit forever yeah you know what I mean like it is a film about like oh even in the 60s like people were shocked that like the person that I knew was gay you know people were (coughs) upset that like that like my husband was gay you know people were upset that like whatever but they knew what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like a, oh, like, you know, it wasn't like a, oh, Enos, like, I just don't understand. Why are you out there kissing boys on your fish? Yeah. Door? It's yeah. like, I know exactly what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like, the thing is, is that this is a film that came out in 2006. That is like, no, we've all been lying to ourselves about this for forever. Like, this isn't surprising to anybody. And I respect the fuck out of that. Because this film is more empathetic and more, like, emotionally sound and more, like, thematically kind, even though it's sad and depressing. than like, I would say 99% of, like, queer films that have come out since. And it is insane that this film came out in 2006 but also like that just serves the thesis of the film so fucking hard is we shouldn't be surprised that this film came out in 2006 because we all fucking knew about this shit yeah Yeah. like in the 60s it was old hat yeah people knew what the fuck was going on back then
0: well look i mean we're kind of beautiful but
1: it makes me it it, it makes me very angry yes it's a very righteous
0: anger it it inspires the same kind of righteous anger in me that Uh, because my cheerleader did because you kind of, you follow it. And eventually you do just get to the point where you're like the, like all the fucking problems in this movie are just caused by fucking
2: society.
0: Like it's, yeah. if if fucking everyone was just like, it's fine. You're gay. That's cool. Be in love. I don't care. Like then none of the bad things that happened in this movie would fucking happen. Like it would just be nice. They could just be boyfriends who go on a date to go to a mountain and it would be cool. Like, yeah, and it, it just makes you so goddamn angry. But yeah, it, it is, I was kind of thinking about the Kill Your queer Queers thing yesterday because it, it is, as you said, it is very literally a movie in which a gay man dies. Um, and we talk about this too, how like tropes, oftentimes it's not so much any one individual usage of them, it's the repetition of oh this is just a thing that happens again and again and again and like as a whole its effect on film can be kind of damaging or whatever and like i guess in that way it is a movie in which you know the two gay people are not allowed a happy ending and that's a thing that happens a lot but this thing is such a tragedy it is like it is entirely tragic in its structure and its plot like it doesn't
1: and and the thing that sets this apart from your boys don't cry yeah and things of that nature is that this film does not pity Heath Ledger. No. This film does not pity Heath Ledger. No. This film wholly empathizes with Heath Ledger. Yes. And the thing is, is it's like, look, like, you know, um, I can't sit here and say, I can't sit here and say that, like, there was never – you know, a gay couple in 20th century America Mm -hmm. that, like, you know, I mean, life is complex and life is long and life is strange. And I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, you know, there was no such thing as queer joy before 2004. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, you know, before Lance Bass came out as gay, that, like, no gay person was ever happy
0: until ellen did it there was never you know
1: exactly she
0: proved that a queer person could dance you know like
1: but it is that thing of like you know because i'm sure that there were i'm sure that there are plenty of queer couples throughout throughout history who have done the best they can in the society that they are in and i'm sure many of them whether in secret or whether it was an open secret or what have you managed to carve out whatever happiness they were able to make in their time in their situation. Yeah. That having been said, this is a film about a gay couple in fucking roll ass Montana in the sixties. Like this is not a film in which happiness is possible in the way that they get happy ending. Yeah, you know, at least not in so far as like I mean, you know, they could have done they could have done. what Jack said they could have fixed up a ranch. But even still, the the whole Heath Ledger thing of like, like I mean, it's so fucking tragic. Of just like, they were two men who owned a ranch in my like hometown, and like they fucking murdered this guy. For all I know, my dad murdered this guy. Yeah, and they oh, made Jesus. sure we fucking saw it. Yeah, and it is that thing of like, you know, it's not to say that they couldn't have done their best. It's not to say that they couldn't have like, you know, tried, but like, you know, they don't get the, you know, like, if Jake Gyllenhaal lives, like, he doesn't get to introduce, um, like like uh, Enos doesn't get to introduce Jack to Kate Mara there mm-hmm. at the end and be like, This is my husband. We got rings. Like, I hope you can accept me. And she doesn't throw her arms around her dad and say, like, oh, pause long as you're happy. Like, that's all I care about. It's like, it's, it's, it is an unfortunate reality that I think a lot of Kill Your Queers films like to rely on. Well, we're just being realistic. You know, it's the shitty, it's the shitty like. You know, uh, online right wing troll thing of like, well, there shouldn't be black elves in Lord of the Rings because like this is based on ancient mythology. and
0: whatever. And
1: it's like, and it's like, dude, shut the fuck up! Like, it's
0: yeah, it's fucking. No,
1: we're just being accurate. Like back in the day, like X, Y, and Z didn't happen, so we could never depict that. And that's the thing that like a lot of like bad faith people like to fall back on. But the difference between something like that and something like Brokeback Brokeback Mountain is Brokeback Mountain is wholly empathizing with Heath Ledger yeah. and with, like, and Gyllenhaal. with Hall. And with,
0: yeah. with Michelle Williams and with Anne yeah. Hathaway and with, like, I mean, I, I talk about it. It's, it's one of the reasons that Ang Lee is one of my favorite filmmakers. And I say this is one my, of the
1: most empathetic. He's one of the most, most empathetic yeah,
0: men alive. Like, you know, he just, it's the reason why the Hulk is a movie about like how Daddy much issues? your dad can fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's why Crouching Tiger, I mean, this movie works for the exact same reason that like Sense and Sensibility and like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, do. Is that it's it's just about you, you can. I i I kind of don't even want to say this because like you cannot like take the queerness out of this movie, like it is so inextricably linked up in it. But like right. in terms of the way that Angli approaches stories like this, you can take out kind of the you can take out a lot of the context that he just always approaches movies like this as like, it is just about two people who are in love and they cannot, they cannot make it work. Like so many of his movies are about that and about like just the fact that when that is occurring to a person, it tears your soul apart. Like when you cannot, like when two people who are in love cannot be together, it is a tale as old as time. It is like, it makes you want to die. Like it makes your soul like turn into, and it makes you want to vomit. And it's like, and then you add the context of their two men that are in love in fucking 1960s rural Montana. And then the entire plot just comes out of that. And the drama between the two of them, like once you, the as you're saying the ledger scene where he talks about his his dad and the gay man he saw dead in the ditch is such a fucking turning point because one it's like one of the few times the movie in which ledger lets out any emotion like like just he lets any little bit of it out and just the little ways that his voice changes when he says hell for all i know my dad probably did it like I mean, it. It one. It's. It's just. It's like I said. It's fucking Titanic performance. It's incredible and so specific. But like that moment, that's the lexicon for that guy. You go, oh well. Now I know why this guy is like this. Like that explains nearly every aspect of his actions throughout the rest of this movie. Like this is why he is like that. And like similarly, I always like. My roommate came in right as I was watching the end of this movie last night and she mm-hmm. sat down and it was right before the scene where he goes to see Hall's parents, Ugh. goes to see the, the twist family. And as soon as he sits down with the, I just, I like buried my head in my hands and he just went, ah, oh, Hall's parents. Like, I'm like, I always forget how much of a revelation like seeing Jack Twist's parents are because that's another moment you go, Oh, this explains him because it, it is wildly interesting to me that that is the way that those two people treat Ennis. Like they're not, they don't really understand their son. They don't quite, they're not like on board with him. They're not like our kid is gay and that's great. But like there is a level of acceptance that they seem to at least have with his lifestyle that it, it makes sense that Jack twist is a little just a little bit more open about it than Ennis is that he's a little bit more willing to hit on a guy at the bar that he's like, you know, he doesn't yeah. quite have the fear that Ennis Delmar does. Yeah. Um, does. And, and on top of that, just that, just that boiling cauldron of emotion that is in that scene of these are three people that like, you can tell that they all have that thing where they just want to sob to each other, but they, because of fucking society, because they, all know what it is they're actually talking about they just kind of can't like they just all keep it just locked up bolted on tight because if they admit that the guy that they're talking about was gay and that's the reason they're all here like that's a problem like we can't go there and it is so fucking tragic oh it's horrible
1: no yeah and I i mean it's
0: wonderful it's beautiful it's great art but it's oh fuck yeah
1: no and i mean it is i mean that is oh my fucking god the scene where he goes up to his room is where I just cried it, oh it's like I I, th- I I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast before I feel like I may have but like yeah. for me this is a weird thing about me uh with movies right is that like I don't like if my favorite character dies like if, mm-hmm. if the protagonist dies like yeah, hey, that sucks like we're all gonna die someday you know what I mean like <laughs> that's a bummer but like whatever you know what I mean yeah like like characters dying really does very 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 little for me emotionally yeah. in terms of like turning on the waterworks
2: mm-hmm.
1: watching a character grieve yeah or mourn yeah is like the number like it's it's so weird it's like you know if I'm watching a movie and like my favorite character like when you know when uh when Bormir dies in Lord of the Rings, yeah I love it. Uh it it's so poignant. It's so so tight. many arrows. It just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really do anything for me because yeah. like, like, because like, I'm proud of him. He completes his arc. It's like, you know, yeah. he's making peace with Aragorn. It's wonderful. It's amazing. Like that doesn't really do anything for me because it's like, oh, like that's the completion of his arc. Like this is a story, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Watching somebody, it's why I love Mike Flanagan. Mm-hmm. I always, Mike Flanagan is the saddest motherfucker on the planet.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
1: um, every single one of his projects has somebody grieving or mourning and it just is like a knife in my fucking heart yeah and that scene where he goes up to the room and I'm just like oh no oh no oh no and it's just that thing of like how blank and vacant he is and he just sees the room how she's like I left it just how he had it as a boy and it's just like he's seeing something of Jack that like made Jack who he was that like under that helps him understand Jack and that like he understands this place because he knew Jack and then he just goes and sits down and looks out the window I'm yeah. just like, oh this is like what he saw every day oh. I just I just start sobbing just just like 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 hands over over the face and or over the mouth and nose just like covering like most of my face just like Balling into my own hands and just like uh and it's just like it's it isn't a it isn't a pity moment of like oh like poor jack like because he was gay like society blah 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 him it's just like wow like this world doesn't make sense and sometimes you lose people and like it's so yeah. empathetic towards all three of those people in a very complex way that just like it's fucking devastating
0: it's the moment that gets me is when he pulls out the shirt when he sees the blood on the shirt yeah and it and oh
1: because it's and 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 yeah how he just how he just tucked it back
0: (sighs) yeah just in the corner oh and and he never washed
1: it he never washed it It's, it's it's devastating it's devastating and it's just it's just little things like that um yeah that's just wonderful
0: also i mean there's an incredible level of ambiguity in this movie that i think is really lovely yeah. and it's that the cause of his death is i think ambiguous yes. that you okay don't... thank you i was wondering when we you yeah. get into this yeah oh, no, because like oh, yeah because so much oh well two things one the cause of his death being there's a lot of ambiguity in this movie that you can kind of because this movie is such a rosetta stone it's i think that It is one of those films that you watch and it kind of tells you a little bit more about yourself in terms of, one, the ambiguity of what his death is. The other big one that, like, if you just look at, like, the Wikipedia, there's an entire section on, like, well, are these guys gay or are they bi or, are like, whatever. And it's, like, if you ask Ang and if you ask any, I don't know how to pronounce them, the woman that wrote the short story in Annie pro i believe yeah, yeah, yeah her thing is like it doesn't ma- i mean that's the point it's ambiguous it doesn't matter like you read on to what is going they're just two people that are like having an experience but yeah the way it's i mean you see the scene of the guy getting beaten up and obviously that is you don't know if that's actually diegetic or if that is just what ledger's thinking because because obviously that's what ledger thinks obviously that is where you said this yeah i'm so glad you said this because i said
1: this i said this to my partner after he watched the movie and she was like i don't know like i i don't know if i believe that so it's like i was like okay maybe maybe i'm just like i'm like maybe i'm just like putting on my my film critic hat yes maybe i'm I'm looking things but no i this is what i said to her is i'm just like is i'm just like we see on halfway she says like tire blew up he was only he was only 38 years old Cut back to Heath Ledger, shot of Heath Ledger's face, Mm -hmm. shot, 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 shot of like the murder happening, Mm -hmm. cut back to Heath Ledger's face. And like, it is all contained within his side of the conversation. Yes. She never lets on. She never like, you know, it's, it is, it is. She says he died in a horrible like accident and all on his side of things comes this narrative of like, he got fucking jumped. Yeah. And of course, this man would think that. And yeah. it doesn't mean that he didn't. And Maybe but he did. Like you said, the ambi- the ambiguity is the point. Because. And it's like, and it's like, and it's, and it's, it's, this is a man who was raised, it, who was very purposefully, very, very, very like 100% like this was const- a constructed experience for him yeah. for other people is like, hey, like, I need you to see firsthand what happens to gay people is a group of townies come out and beat them to death in a ditch. Yeah. That is what happens when you are gay. So when he finds out that a, you know, as we're talking about, maybe they're bi, maybe whatever, but like for the the sake of argument, when he finds out that his, like, that the the, the man he loves, who was gay, died. That's where he goes. Like in the serious circumstances, he just goes, he was Beaten to death in a ditch, yeah, because that's what he knows,
0: that's what he knows, and like, and
1: like, of course, he would think that way. And it doesn't mean that he didn't, it it doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean he didn't
0: because all the pieces are there. Like, you could see it going either way from Chillenhall's perspective, too. Because, like, one, and I, I love Ann Hathaway's performance, I mean, I love every performance this movie they're, yeah, all, they're, really all, they're all really so good they're really good and as i told you in the first half like you're gonna every 20 minutes you're gonna go oh they're in this oh they're in this? No, oh, no no no, no. This?
1: it was not every 20 minutes it is there's is a 15 <laughs> minute stretch of film That's in which it goes cardellini harbor yeah. Yeah. ferris yeah. seven more minutes go by uh fucking kate mara and you're yeah. like what what, what the hell is <laughs> going on they're all in it
0: um yeah. but like halfway's performance in this is like so good and she's got basically like two short monologues then like one little scene where she talks in the middle but just the way it's got to be purposeful the way that she delivers the information of his death is really stilted and really rehearsed Mm -hmm. and you can tell that she said it a hundred times before and it is left ambiguous i think as to is she saying it that way just because she is the wife of a man who is dead and, you know, they're a popular family. She's clearly told this news to 100 people and it's, she's just tired of saying it. Or is she saying it that way because that is what her dad told her to say? Because you've got the drama between uh, Hall and the dad that's running throughout his half of the film. It is not a jump to think at all that that fucking guy was. I mean, if somebody killed him, no. that's, that would be the guy. That would be the guy yeah. that did it. And, and and the result of that would be he would go to his daughter and say, this is what you're going to tell people happened. Like, but they also, Hall says it in the last scene they have together, that his marriage is fucking falling apart. They don't like each other anymore. Their marriage happens entirely over the phone. It's possible that he did just, he works around big tractors. Tire blew up, fucking killed him. Total. Random ass accident and just he and just Hathaway or on doesn't the doesn't care she, yeah, a lot she just more doesn't anymore care anymore than yeah, yeah.
1: no a hundred percent a hundred percent and that was exactly yeah. what yes. I was going to say as well is just like it is that thing where it's like it's so clear how strained and bad their marriage is like before Gyllenhaal even says that and then he gets to that point and he does straight up say it and just like oh yeah like things are bad like things aren't aren't going well and so it's like you know of course like I don't know it is that thing of just like you know even even folks that like are in your life that like you know you have strained relationships with you have bad relationships with like mm-hmm. when somebody close to you dies even if you have like a strange relationship with them like it sucks like it's bad like i'm like i even even you're like i'm sure even yeah hathaway's character like being estranged from her husband her husband dies like that's yeah. gonna hurt in its own weird complex strange way for her yeah and so it is that thing of just like yeah is she just like so detached because their marriage was crumbling and then she Mm -hmm. was tasked with like being you know now she's tasked with being the single mother like running this business and also like you know and now she has to take care of all of his affairs and also there's that weird like lingering like you know that weird lingering emptiness that happens anytime anybody dies or is she fucking lying
0: yeah and the whole
1: point is they only gave you 20 seconds of it because it doesn't matter
0: yeah because it's ambiguous and the ambiguity is the fucking point it yeah it's the ambiguity of i i, I mean look when david Harbor showed up the first time i watched this when david Harbor showed up i was like oh david Harbor is he just gonna be in this movie he's not he's in it for you know that one scene um yeah but the way that he that like that character hangs over the rest of the movie how like oh the like the last time i mean obviously it's a fucking titanic scene it's so good uh the last time they go to Brokeback together and that whole fight yeah but the ambiguity of the moment they're sitting looking out over the lake and he's talking about how he's estranged from his wife and he's like yeah i actually i've kind of been like fucking this other woman like this you know this other housewife and as an audience you go is that it or is it that you're fucking david harbour and you can't tell him that you're having sex with another man because that would be different because that would yeah. like that would change the air in the room like
1: no 100% and
0: then like and then his parents talking about like oh yeah he had some other guy you know like this other this yeah, other yeah. guy Recently, that was running with. A, yeah
1: he he always said for years mm-hmm. uh like me and what what is what is Enos's last name I forget Delmar Delmar, yeah, Delmar. Delmar. he's like for years he was saying that me and me and Enos Delmar I'm gonna leave my wife we're gonna come yep. up fix up your ranch ma and then a few years ago he started saying yep. a different name but he always said he was gonna yo okay also like uh, mostly entirely unrelated the yeah. number of times I would parrot back like a line from this film oh in my <laughs> <laughs> as I was watching it oh I like, my roommate like, came in and just, she was like, just,
0: what? "Yeah, sorry, go on." Well, there was on.
1: just there. He was like, "Jack fucking twist," like, like, and just go, "Jack fucking twist." And my my partner just looked at me. and was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" It like ten times. I just love. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a rant for another day. But yeah. like a a thing that I have talked about a lot, especially yeah. like. You know I, I don't talk about it much on on the show, but like y'all know that I'm a very, very crunchy granola outdoorsy nature gay when I'm not being a a, a shut in podcasting mm-hmm. film critic nerd. Um but like, you know, a thing that I I have ranted about quite a bit is just that like how like kind of like cosmically unfair it is for like rural spaces to be so like yeah. uh so bad for like yeah. Here and LGBT people. Um, especially because just like, you know, like I mean, like like that's 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 ninety-five percent of this country, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's yeah. like it's I I love like I love like americana and yeah. folk and like country stuff before it got co-opted by white nationalists like before before that shift kind of happened yeah like I, I i love that so, so i just kept parroting back like all these lines and their accents and i'm just like i mean i don't know Um, uh, i just i like i love that shit and i wish it was safer yeah uh, but uh no caroline yeah. this
0: is this is because we're the same on this I'm like number one I love cowboy shit like I always um say about the tv show Westworld which I liked the first season of and then I didn't really watch the rest of it but I'm like my only problem with Westworld is that like clearly this is I mean it's Michael Crichton like this is a Jurassic Park thing it's like ah oh, we built this thing that like we probably shouldn't have and my entire the time watching it, for I'm
1: entertainment like, is, yeah, like, yeah
0: yeah yeah is 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 bad and murder and exploitation but the entire time i'm watching i'm like man i want to go to Westworld. Like, <laughs> <laughs> west world
1: like west world seems so cool like dude, I dude, be that cowboy. is me that is yeah. so me with jurassic park yes yes that is so me with jurassic park <laughs> park and i think that's the thing is it's like it's like i would i would go to west world but like that's the thing it's like you're like yeah. i want to go to west world and i'm just like i'm just like i just want to go out into the jungle where there's dinosaurs dinosaurs like, we can do it it's like it's like no no that's no. like it's like the problem is not i mean and this is actually like uh, uh, a yeah. side tangent really quick yeah. that's actually like my philosophy with most things in life is the problem with jurassic park and the problem with west world is not Jurassic park west worlds that they are inventions of capitalism yeah 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 and um and it's the fact that they are uh they they are inventions of private capital looking to profit as opposed to um hey we uh brought dinosaurs back because science is cool and uh come see a t-rex and it's and we've taken every precaution to make it Mm -hmm. incredibly safe yeah um Uh, yeah westworld is um and i mean like that i mean yeah west westworld's a whole other thing because you get into the whole like colonial fucking yeah like murder and murder and uh all that all that stuff and w- with Westworld. world but the idea of going the idea to of a going west, to an world. Old west town yeah. where like you can kind of just walk around in a hat and some boots and ride a horse around pretty cool yeah if, if they don't bring in the well do you want to go out into the woods and or do you want to go out into the desert yeah. and just like fucking murder a tribe of indigenous yeah. people for fun because that's what we do and like like that stuff problematic yeah the, the i want to go to a town where i can where i can see um a pretty lady with a feather in her hat dancing on top of a piano while i drink whiskey and wear a hat cool great and like it. <laughs> look
0: i love red dead redemption 2 and that video game it, i mean has a very complex like not that complex it's pretty black and white but like a morality systems because you could just treat people in that game any way you want and like i get no joy out of like being a bad dude like i'm always games like that my morality like score is always like 100 so because yeah. i'm always just like i don't get joy out of being an asshole i just want to do all the like walk again you i walk into a saloon and you you press the button where you tip your hat at a lady playing piano and then you go up to the <laughs> bar and you order a <laughs> shot of whiskey and then you walk outside and you see two banditos holding up a guy and you go i've got this and you know like like the the the, the fantasy of being like a white hat is like so much cooler to me than any of that but like and that's i mean caroline just to get back to it a little bit but like that's the reason I, one of the reasons i love this movie is that And I love like fucking Tennessee Williams and Sam Shepard and like anything that is can both just like be in Americana and can kind of relate like the natural beauty of the American South or the American West. But also address the fact that there's all this fucked up shit that's lying right underneath it, like just about to bubble over is like that is my shit 100 percent. Like that's the kind of stuff I love.
1: No, yeah, and like literally, I would be lying if I if I if I did not say um, I turned to my partner several times during this, and I just said, said ah, "I was like, you've got to help me find a cowboy hat." I can yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> like, just like a cool cowboy hat. I was I, like, I was like, fuck. I was like, I was like, mm. I was like, I really want. I was like, I gotta get a cowboy hat. Yeah. Like, I want a cowboy hat. And cool jackets, cool
0: jackets. Cool jackets. I love, I love, I love any, a tucked in shirt that you can wear outside. Something about that. She's like, it's dirty, uh-huh. but it looks nice. Like, yeah, it's great. And like. It, it, it's so good i mean I, I like the fact that they are like literal cowboys it's not just that they're like they're sheep boys. Dudes. yeah they're sheep boys they're they're, <laughs> they're sheep boys but like that's what cowboys were in the american west no just i know, like I dudes know, that, I know. Yeah, yeah yeah they're you know not in like a. they're not cowboys in the clint eastwood sense <laughs> they're like literal ranch hands yeah um yeah but that's the movie is so good i like i clocked it this time when i was watching it that the full like the first third of the movie, a full third of it is their first experience of Broke Back. And like that section is so languid and so slow and so like, like so considered that then once you get to they leave Broke Back, it does just kind of feel like bam, 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 bam. like they're just rushing through time. Yeah. But that is, and it, it's kind of an odd it makes for a kind of odd story structure but like that is so important because that first experience just lays over everything because it you really feel like the characters do that like as like that takes up such a big space in their mind and once they leave that everything's just kind of slipping away from that experience that like every year that passes it gets a little bit further and it just goes quicker and quicker and quicker
1: and it's just the whole thing with with fucking with john because it's just like he wanted his ashes sprinkled on Brokeback Mountain Mm. and it's just like what it was so special up there on like that mountain where he spent one summer and it's like oh we were just ranch hands up there and it's just like and it's fucking tragic and it's like it's it is that thing that I mean I think I mean I think it's true for a lot of just uh people in America in general because like I mean newsflash guys i i think capitalism is pretty bad um you and, don't uh, say really yeah really. and, um, and I, I i don't think it's very good and i think it has a way of um destroying everyone's soul um purposefully by design um and the thing is is it's like i mean i think it's true for like i mean like straight cis people too. It's it's like i mean you hear people say fucking college was the best four years of their life you know, and it's like, dude, you're 65. And you're saying that like college was the best four years of your life. Like what about yeah. the last 40 fucking years? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, like the way our society is set up is it's just like, you know, like those first few years of adulthood where like nothing really matters. And you're like allowed to just like, kind of like do your thing and have fun and figure stuff out is like when the most important best things happen to you. And then the rest of your time is just like, clocking out and doing taxes and it's mm-hmm. like and I think it's like specifically true like I, I think it's like I think it's even more so true for like a lot of queer people especially like in this time when like it was so much like you had to be like literally like beyond secret about it you know what I mean and it's just that thing of like you know it's it it is unfortunately like a tale as old as time of just like you know the the young love is like the thing that you never get over because it's the one that's like even if it's like young and naive and yeah. you know uh, idealized and maybe not like a thing that will will last to be a a long term healthy relationship, it's like you're not making those concessions. Yeah, you no, know, you're not making concessions when you're yeah. when you're that young. And you know, you're not yeah. you're, you're 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 experiencing these things for the first time. They're 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 wild and wonderful and new, and you're not trying to recapture anything. And you're also not trying to, like, force it to be something it's not. And, and like, it's just that yeah. thing. It, it is that tragedy of just, like, you know, like, double that with, like, not only is that how their time on Brokeback is, it's just, like, they literally never get an opportunity to do anything like that ever again.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it, it, And the juxtaposition of both in terms of, like, the plot and also just the imagery of this thing of, like broke back being this beautiful fucking place where every frame is a uh, is a goddamn painting like you know a kind of americana like mid-century you know pastoral painting compared to every time they're not out there together everything is dirty and enclosed and tight and the colors just you know immediately lack a richness and tying together the fact that like one that is that first love that they can never go back to but also like the beauty of that space being something that's like mirroring it, you know, and it's breathtaking. And, and again, and I think that leads back to another bit of ambiguity of like, because those two guys never get to really be together because they're all, every time they're together, it's not that they're, as you're saying, Caroline, it's not that they're like forging something new. They're evolving as a couple. They're like, you know, their love is changing. It's always just that they're trying to get back to that one summer that yeah. they're always just harkening back to that and and then especially that's complicated by his whole thing with David Harbour at the end of like well you know like it's it's this stilted love it's this arrested development that they're in constantly too of like you don't know like man if these two guys had you know left their wives and gone and started a ranch would their relationship have survived would they have fucking you know would they have hated each other after a couple of years you know and it's it's, there's a tragedy in that too that their relationship never gets to evolve
1: yeah no and and it is something like i i absolutely had that that question as well of just like you know like um and I mean, I think I think you're supposed to have this yeah. question. Like, I think the film wants you to consider this of just like, you know, of all of the relationships that they have that either character has in the film. Like, obviously, this is like the most important, this is the mm-hmm. best, this is the truest one for them. But at the same time, it's also just that thing of like, these are two people who met by chance. Mm-hmm. They were the only two people out there. Neither of them had any other option. Just like, would these people actually have like? You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's just like, it is that kind of thing of just like, you know, it is that kind of thing of just like any part in a storm, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, just yeah. Like, it's just like, it's, you know, like there is no one else that they've ever met that they could even have anything remotely close to this with. So it's like, you know, it's even this is, you know, whether there's, whether the water is disgusting and dirty or not, it's the only oasis in their desert, you know yeah. what I mean? It's the only thing that they have which like in its in its own right is like desperately needed and wonderful and great for them to have it but it's also that thing too of like if they could have just you know like um like i like i work with like an lgbt hobby group here in here in my town like here here in our city like i like run a group um for outdoor for like some outdoor stuff for queer people and it's just that thing of like if they could have gone to that yeah like <laughs> if, if they would have had a group like if they would have just been able yeah. to like walk into like gay cowboy night yeah. at you know at the bar yeah. like would these two have even fucking talked to each other if there's yeah. 10 other people they could talk yeah. to you know what i mean like yeah. if they walk into if they walk into like their local like gay bar on cowboy night mm-hmm. and there's 30 people there do they talk to each other for 30 seconds and go oh my god fucking jack fucking twist you know what yeah I, mean? like, I fucking hate that guy like fucking like that guy rodeo some like stupid, stupid mustache yeah. like thinks he's so fucking hot but like yeah it's like god jack fucking twist jack fucking twist yeah, jack fucking twist it's like do these name. guys even like each other yeah it's if not it's, and it's like and it's like i mean and that's that is the amazing thing about this movie is this film makes you question those things and it doesn't answer those things and it doesn't it doesn't say oh the queer experience is so tragic because you'll only ever be able to love one person maybe kind of it just says like oh here's a story about guys who just like kind of found each other when they did and they kind of needed it and like that raises a lot of interesting questions about how human beings love each other
0: and it it leads back to the whole like are they bi are they gay whatever like they both of them have sex scenes with a woman like that's yeah it, like the ambiguity of that too of like i love i i love especially watching it on like repeat viewings the way that because there's three sex scenes the way that each of them is staged and like this is a this, that's also an only thing that's a like watch fucking um, uh, 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 Lust Caution. Like the way that guy approaches the physicality of sex scenes is very specific. But like the physicality of each of those scenes, the way they evolve is really important. Like, you know, the uh, you made the joke obviously about like, yeah, Jack Twist is a bottom. but (laughs) But like that scene is incredible. Like the way the two guys physically interact, the way that like it's, you know, Jack makes the move And then immediately it's just like, he's like, Hey man, get the fuck off of me. But
2: he's both doing like
0: the, he's doing like the, get the fuck off me. But also I'm like, looking at you. Is this going to happen? Is this going to, okay. It happened. Okay. It happened. Okay. I can't look at you, but I do need to fuck you. Like it's though like that. And then the way that that happens, that's mirrored with his scene with Michelle Williams of like the, and you can read it a billion different ways. You can read it as, like, this guy can't get intimate with her. You can read it as he's not straight at all. He's not attracted to her. He just can't, like, look at her. Like, And then the whole... Yeah, it's just... Hit. And then the way the thing with Jill um, and Anne Hathaway goes, of, like, they're at the bar. He's trying to hit on a guy. It doesn't go. He kind of, like, settles for... This is the other joke I made to my roommate watching this movie. Is that, like, they if you wanted, like... They're trying to make make you like, yeah, these two guys are gay. We're going to throw Michelle Williams, Anne Hathaway and Linda Cardellini at them. And they're not going to really go for either of them. And then you go, OK, yeah, I guess they're gay. Like, I guess they really yeah. are. They, <laughs> they just love boys. because like and they make and they make all three of those girls look pretty cute. Like, pretty like, man, Anna Hathaway in that like, you know, uh, like, um, Annie, get your guns outfit. Pretty cute, pretty cute. And he's like, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I was like, I guess we'll fuck sure. All right, whatever, if I have to. <laughs> like. Uh, but yeah. And then it just leads to the, you know, you think we should slow down? I eh? whatever, you know, slow or fast. I like the direction you're moving, which is oh, a great a good good line. line. Oh, a line that, like, yeah, I want to steal so good. But yeah, just the ambiguity of those scenes, the way they're staged is so incredible Uh, i like the i said it before but i think it does need to be mentioned that like the makeup in this fucking movie is so great and it's aided by the performances of the two guys you know but like the way that they age and it's like pretty realistic that like by the end of the movie ledger's playing a guy that's a full 20 years older than he is yeah and it and it's both because the makeup is good and they've done a good job of kind of Doling it out little bit by little bit by little bit, but well, and also it's just all face. Too. Yeah, it's subtle. It's, it's not because
1: like- the thing is, is it's like and granted, you know, like if this story would have been like, and then they're eighty, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they would have had to have yeah. busted out the 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 foreheads technology, prostheses. Yeah. yeah, but like it is just subtle of just like look, we just I mean you know it's like when they're it's it's like the when harry met sally thing mm-hmm. of just like okay you kind of gotta like like you know you gotta you gotta you gotta make them really 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 young in the beginning like yeah, way yeah. younger than they are yeah so that like when like you gotta you gotta make them look like fucking babies in the beginning yeah. so that by the time you know we get to where they're supposed to be a little bit older than they are now we don't have to like work nearly yeah. as hard but you know it's that thing of just like i mean they're so fresh faced and cleared and mm-hmm baby face doe-eyed little little baby boys in the beginning so that like when all they have to do is just kind of like like you know rough up heath ledger's complexion a little bit make him look Mm -hmm. sleepy and like have him like scrunch his face up a little bit more like have him like give himself a bit of a double chin and like scowl a little bit more than he did it's just like i mean that does a lot of work
0: the i do and and it's performances too i don't you know that yeah. like oh, The the amount of work that heath ledger's upper lip is doing in this movie like holy shit is incredible and the fact that like at the beginning of the movie as you say he's so fresh-faced and young and he's doing it like a little bit like he's kind of puckering his lip he's kind of pulling in a little bit and then by the end he is just like all of the all of the like romantic and sexual repression has just like fully collapsed hit the, the bottom half of his face in and then Hall, too that like you can kind of track how like his posture gets a little bit worse. like he's got kind of the, like bow-legged like horse riding rodeo guy thing going on but then his posture gets a little bit worse and a little bit worse and a little bit worse that like by the end he is fully kind of you know he, his back's got a little bit of a crook in it by the end like it's really good. It's two fucking really good performances that I sure do yeah. like watching and sure do make me cry. Like, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. all right. Well, um, great
1: fucking movie.
0: Great fucking movie. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, Caroline?
1: Um, no, it's just, it is. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I said this at the beginning. It is just, it, it makes me, it is so like, validating and so like um like so just like okay like it makes a lot of sense to me that like we've all known this like like we're not fucking crazy like everybody has known this shit for forever yeah and also it is just such an infuriating like thing to watch of just like how is it that they got this so right in 2006 and um netflix is like Fucking it up between Netflix and Disney, like we're uh, they're fucking it up. Like, like it's almost to the point where it's like, like obviously you know I've 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 grinded my Disney axe on this podcast many a yeah, yeah, time, yeah. but like as well you sh- your big King Kong nuclear <laughs> axe, yeah, that I need to recharge uh, before I can fight <laughs> Godzilla. How is that the
3: third week
1: in a row that joke was made? It's <laughs> <laughs> good. It's a weird thing. It's a very weird thing that happens in that movie. It's weird. But yes, my giant, my giant King Kong um anti-Disney acts. Yeah. Um, it's like it's to the point where it's like, it's like, you know, these mainstream fucking like like uh like Disney Netflix stuff like if fucking Only got it this right in 2006. Yeah. like they're actively like trying to fuck it up if, nowadays. If, like if
0: a straight uh, if a straight man from Taiwan can get <laughs> this, like, gay movie about the American West, like, so correct. Like, how, yeah. Uh, fucking Tennessee Williams was doing this shit in the, the first, fucking before before this movie took place. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, ridiculous. Fucking uh-huh. the cat, cat Hot Tin Roof can do the same
1: goddamn plot. Yeah, it, it's annoying. Um, all right, well. I have, I have, I do have one, I do have one final thing to say. Yeah. Is that I think it's very telling about this podcast Mm -hmm. that um that (laughs) that i the resident gay of the podcast bring the bring the hyper stylized Mm -hmm. ridiculous ass like over the top obscene like (laughs) like two sexy ladies and guns movie and and they get (laughs) away with it and carson the 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 wonderful straight ally co-host brings a brings a very like considered and measured and thoughtful and <laughs> empathetic film about like um about like how american history is like is constructed in a way yeah. to just like to destroy people and it's um,
0: it's about two guys who love each other so much and and do sweet sweet kisses but also spend half their time beating each other up <laughs> like, <laughs> uh yeah it's very appropriate um Okay, well, that was Brokeback Mountain. What a fucking I the fact that this lost to crash for best picture makes me it's fucking so mad. We're gonna, like, we're yeah, gonna, we're gonna I,
1: burn we're gonna burn some stuff down.
0: Yeah, yeah. That like <sighs> they gave Only Best Director and they were like, I don't know if people are ready for the gay cowboy movie to be the fucking best picture winner. Like it's why I was hoping Power of the Dog was going to win Best Picture, just because I was like, come on, like, we're going to get at for least the gay one. Yes, like, come on, give me at least one gay cowboy movie. But like, yeah. So, uh, Corey, do you want to tell the fine folks at home? I sure hey. do. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I don't even need to finish the sentence. You got if- it. <laughs>
3: If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review also really helps out the visibility of the show. Find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and TikTok, all at H-H-Y-N-S pod. Very special. Thank you to our patrons. If you'd like a shout out on the show uh, and bonus content, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pod. We have multiple levels all with their own perks ranging from one to $25 a month. As I said, if you're interested in hearing more, please visit patreon.com slash All That's, right. Um, was, we're, yes. we're, we're,
1: we're, 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 swinging staying, back we're in the other with direction the gay next week. We're, we're swinging back. In the in terms of style, in terms of style, um, next week we will be watching a a wonderful little film that um, is just uh, just it 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 is far it is far more lined with bound than it is with Brokeback Mountain. Yes, and it is the I think I think uh, what year is 2009 Karen Kusama film. Uh, Yes, Jennifer's Body
0: exciting
1: which i will mess i will mention this next week on the show but other than other than the film it which yeah you are you are it is literally impossible to refer to the film it without uh, referring to it by its proper title yeah. um this is the film this is one of those films that makes one of the most um interesting sentences every time you bring them up Yeah, it's just like oh how have you how have you not seen jennifer's body like, well i was <laughs> watching jennifer's body last night yeah just like you know what i really like jennifer's body (laughs) yeah also uh
0: the most cursed game of recast that we've ever played
1: uh yes Yes. not that that's happened yet carson is clairvoyant this pride month carson has been really getting into um crystals and tarot and astrology defining many things let me just um, for himself
0: tie up my hair in a top knot so i
1: can yeah all right well it was already in that it was already in top. this is like a
0: this is like a this is like not a top knot it's just kind of a high bun interesting there's a
1: difference anyway (laughs) we will see you all next week when we talk jennifer's body
3: see you next week